0: Hi, I'm Leon Goren, President of PEO Leadership, a peer-to-peer leadership advisory firm. We're an amazing community of CEOs, presidents, and senior executives. Ask yourself, are you learning as fast as the world is changing? It's time for Ontario business leaders to band together for counsel and support. It's time for you to tap into the business wisdom of our peer groups and unlock new ways to grow. I want you to come out of this COVID crisis a better leader and your organization ready for what's next. Take the first step at peo-leadership.com. Today on our Snippets podcast, we have Anita Dawn with us, CEO and president of Accelerate Marketing. Anita has been a member of PL leadership for many years. In fact, I think many years ago, she started in our small business group, took a little vacation, a hiatus, and then came back and is now part of one of our uh, larger CEO groups. Anita, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Leon. Well, um, marketing, we're gonna talk marketing. <laughs> but before we do, I thought I need to just maybe give the the people that are listening, the members that are listening, a little bit of background because you've been in the industry for quite a while and you actually started in finance. So how does a finance person become the CEO of uh, you've run some big agencies and now again you're starting up a new well, not starting up, you started a couple of years ago, you had another new agency going.
1: Well, what happened was uh, while I was raising my kids, I was a finance person. And then uh, I was working for a company named McDonald Haynes and my kids were now grown up and there was an opportunity to buy one of the shareholders out, which I, I did. And so I ended up running uh, McDonald Haynes for almost 10 years. And our, our main client was TD Bank. We did all of the in-branch retail merchandising for the bank for 18 years. Ace Bakery was our client for 20 years, Habitat for Humanity. We had lots of great clients. We did Weight Watchers. And uh, then when TD Bank decided to move to a global agency, because we were a privately owned company, because they were doing so much work now in the US, they went to Leo Burnett. That's when I reinvented myself into my new company called Accelera Marketing. And now my focus is on obviously smaller companies. I'm not working towards shareholder value anymore, but real driving, real results, real business results, which is sales for privately owned smaller companies, anywhere between a hundred million to 200 million in sales, but also smaller uh, organizations.
0: Oh, That's great. It's interesting, it, you've seen a lot, I'm sure, because that industry, the agency world has changed dramatically over the last 10, 20 years. I mean, and you, you, you see it from a finance perspective as well as leading at that organization. Um, what's, what, there's been lots of changes, but even pre-COVID versus where we are today, have you started to see things even change even more drastically? on the marketing and people Well I would
1: say that in marketing things started to change in a real dramatic way with the great recession back in 2008 and then we all find found our new groove after the recession we all had to pivot ma- uh, massively to digital and let go of the you know 30 second TV spot being the most important part of your marketing mix and so we had already all reinvented ourselves back then but Our industry is always always having to change itself and reinvent itself because we have to change with the consumer and the consumer is always changing and the consumer is changing yet again Um, and that's been part of our our culture nothing has ever been stagnant in our industry when the economy sneezes marketing goes up and down
0: yeah well this is probably the biggest sneeze you've ever had, like most of our businesses here uh today um how How do you deal with marketing today? I mean you're running or I'm thinking about the members they're all running organizations today you know they're all thinking priority has always been- ca- is cash flow now, survival. How does marketing fit into the mix today
1: um yeah, I mean that's so obviously i 'm in marketing, so I think it 's very, very important for those companies that should be doing some communications it 's not necessarily selling right now if consumers think you 're being optim- opportunistic they don 't like that but but just it's it 's a good communications tool right now to to talk to your customers and let them know that you 're a great organization, not to say that you 're here for them but to show them in in actions and words that lets your customers know that you really understand them. It is a real opportunity to do that. And I don't mean just for the obvious companies like that are selling cleaning supplies. I think there are some great automotive companies that are speaking to customers just to say, we're here for your car repairs. It's not about sales. Um, Subaru is doing a fantastic job. Just really communicating with your customers and staying front of mind. But if you're selling too hard, customers, they don't want that. Cause right now we just want to know that we're all going to be okay, but don't say that in your ads.
0: <laughs> right.
1: right. So
0: if I break companies into two spots, so let's say we take companies with revenue over 20 million, and then we look at businesses that are under 20 million and and we think about their marketing strategies today, would they differ in terms of how they would approach it? And the reason I'm asking you is because you've seen all these coming 2008, every recession we go through, it appears that the ones that sort of actually do risk and reinvest in their business and spend it on the brand, seem to come out way ahead once uh, once we sort of march out of the recession. So I, I'm trying to think about our two types of members, and I picked 20 as a random number in terms of million, but what would the small business be thinking about doing today? And perhaps what would the larger ones if you were, you were thinking about them be doing?
1: You know, I don't know if it would be really that, that different other than perhaps like the larger ones might be national in scope and the smaller ones local and, and regional. I think the really, really important part is is how you're saying it, what your message is and what you're communicating and, and understanding what medium your, your your customers go to for their information. And sometimes it's radio. It's not an age or demographic perspective. Sometimes it's radio. Sometimes it's social media. But I think that for sure, social media for every business is is really, really important. And social media isn't just about posting pictures of your dinner on, on Instagram. It's about an opportunity to, to communicate effectively what the company is doing uh, for their customers, for their employees. Um, it's, it's just to really go, go on Instagram and take a look at what it, um, The Economist is doing. Fantastic, it's, you know, and yet you read it still every week when it comes in the door. Um, Harvard Business Review, they're all reaching out to their customers in a way that they never had to before. It's how they're saying it is, is what's important.
0: There's also a lot of discussion around, like I've been on a lot of calls where everyone's talking about community building. And I guess that's what you're talking about, Harvard. We're talking about customers. But when I'm, when I'm listening to a lot of members, I find the community building doing is even wider. Because they're going on the Facebooks, they're going on the Instagrams. Yes, some of them will be potential customers, but their audiences. It, I, I'm just wondering if you're seeing this as well, that because we're accelerating to the digital side and the social, people are just running in that direction in terms of the community. But what they're ending up filling up and building their communities is not necessarily the right community that may help them down the road. Do you see that? Or is it because it's not as targeted in some in some cases,
1: yeah, I think I think it depends on the company and the brand. Um, sometimes, you know, like my Lake Base client is like they've they've really really been able to step up and build a community. I mean, it's not hard to build a community of beer drinkers, but <laughs> <laughs> but but it's the type of drinker, it's the type of customer that that is attracted to the brand and how they've reached out and communicated to them. Um, and the community management and always being there and and letting them know it's almost like you know you're, you're talking to them on an ongoing basis people expect that now they expect to be able to communicate with Subaru or with you know, westerns at Loblaws and have someone respond they want to know and not just what the hours are that the stores are open
0: yes yeah, so can you use like a maybe baby- if, thinking about Lake of Barry, you know, you've done some work with us as well. What do you see as sort of best, but what, what have they done really well in sort of intermeshing just the traditional along with the digital? Are you able to share some of the interesting ideas around that?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, listen, um, so for Lake of Bay's, um, obviously it was very fortunate that all the LCBOs are, are have remained open mm-hmm and their e-commerce is going gangbusters so we have really really amplified all of our social media work that we're doing we we uh, revamped their their e-commerce website built it onto shopify in order to to meet all of their needs and now we've got really great data on who's buying their beer and we've got a great radio campaign so Lakebay uh, stuck to their original strategy, and their original strategy this year was going to be radio, and that's because it's a mass medium, and people are in their cars driving, and um, and people are still listening to radio. And despite the fact that you know traffic is down, um, it's working fantastic, and we're seeing the results actually in his e-commerce how many more people are coming from the toronto area that we had that's where we targeted most of our radio um and they're doing e-commerce and so we're doing e-commerce uh selling through instagram and we've really ramped up all of the uh the social media feeds but they work in conjunction with his his uh traditional we really made them tie in together and communicate and like i say like, then we put uh, the radio spot is Darren Smith, the owner of Lake Bays, talking, just saying, you know, in this, you know, uh, world gone haywire. And it's almost like he's reaching out. You can hear him when you hear his voice. You almost want to say, hey, Darren, come on over or can I come over and have a beer? And then you go onto social media and, and there's the community management and people want to know that. It's how they're, we, am, we ramped up the uh, social media. Uh, and the e-commerce both were, were really ramped up with the opportunity that came in his door.
0: Yeah, I, I, and you know, some people don't know this, but you did the same thing for us as well at PEO with the radio side. And, and, yeah. really, and then I've stolen that piece of the radio that we had to do the creative and I've loaded it into the social media side so we could use it in a whole bunch of different different ways as well Yeah, we
1: use the same strategy with you we're saying you know people want to hear from you leon they want to know you hear your voice because your voice is authentic that's what they want to know because you know when you're using the um the actors it's just so commercial it doesn't connect like it's like you don't remember it it's just but when you hear a voice um well i'm thinking
0: galen weston like i was just thinking okay in small business First of all, if you're limited on cash, it's a great way. You might as well use yourself and go out there and leverage yourself. But even on the large size, I mean, we're talking about Galen Weston, right? Well yeah. a phenomenal job that he's done. He hasn't gone out and used contract individuals. He's gone out and expressed his authenticity and communicated with, the, with everybody as well. And it's worked Really, really well. Yeah,
1: and that's what consumers want to know now. They don't want to know about we're all in this together, we're alone, but together they get that we're actually because you know in it alone because I can't be with you, right? Um, and they want to know that you're real and honest, and that's always been kind of in marketing where people have said, Oh, I want authenticity, but but now it's really really amplified. And any company that's not sincere in it that looks like they're selling. You know that isn't going to work. It's got to be just about talking to people. And that's why I think that it's an opportunity for for certain brands to to communicate with their customers. Just don't sell me shit. You know. Um,
0: so really, we, you know, we talked about the medium. You got to pick the medium in terms of where you're going to go, where your customers are are. But what I'm really hearing from you, and I believe as well, is the whole communication piece in terms of how the experience you're creating for that consumer or that audience one has to feel totally authentic yeah and they need to feel they need to feel that emotional experience um a part of you and or the brand or both really yeah um I guess, which is hard, any advice for those people that, because communication, the written piece and how you're going to communicate is really, really difficult. If there are anything, could, is there anything you could share with someone that's sort of embarking on that and thinking about how am I going to communicate? What is the message I want to bring forth? Just even where to start. Is there any wise words you can?
1: Yeah, hire a good writer. <laughs> okay. Um, n- no, I mean, listen, like, I'm not a writer. Yeah. And, um, and if we do talk about Darren Smith, and even with with yours, you know, we, we had a fantastic writer who has a way with words, we briefed him, And the important part is to really brief him so he gets a good insight into who your customer is. And and then once he really understands your customer, he can write in the tone of voice that will resonate with them. And a writer is not expensive. Um, but the, the two things is the strategy and then the writing is, uh, is, is really, really important, for sure. Um, honestly, the writer is always, to me, the most critical person. People always see the creative, but it's, it's the message that really resonates. And like that, that, that was the same with your, with your ads, right? It was the yeah. message that each one of them, and they had to be honest and real, and that had to be a real experience at PEO. Couldn't be yeah. fabricated.
0: No. Well, Anita, I want to thank you for sharing some of those insights with us today. It's always great to to chat with you one on one here, and uh, I'm sure the members and even those that are sort of looking at PEO um, will benefit from some of those wo- words of wisdom today. So,
1: thank you so much, Leon. I really appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Bye
0: listen if you're interested in learning uh more about some of our live webcasts the wa- the way forward or or any other snippets please take a moment and visit us at po-leadership.com you'll find some pre-recorded stuff there that we've done with various professors across north america now as well as some of our members who have been presenting uh talking about leadership the world reset government stimulus packages and a host of other stuff includes our session for today i wish everyone a great weekend